The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday. Today, it's all about the latest in healthcare news, and also for my listeners who live in Michigan, I'm going to be talking about Detroit's Children's Hospital outweighing state pediatricians. 25 doctors squeezed in the middle of administrative dispute. We'll be talking about that and so much more. So you know what I want you to do? That's right. Grab your cup of coffee. I have mine, your cup of tea, and to all my listeners late at night, grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on My Story Living with Lupus. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus.
thank you for joining me back. Listen here. I want to give a shout out. Um, to my listeners here in Michigan, I want to shout out Lansing, Holt, Hamtramck, Kingsley, Roseville, Rochester, Grand Rapids, Troy, Auburn Hills, Frankenmuth, Monroe, Trenton, Mount Pleasant, Saginaw, Davison, Highland Park, HP for Life, Norway, Wayne, Novi, and Muskegon. Just want to say Thank you all from my home state of Michigan for tuning in and listening. Let's get right to it. Morning break, stem cell crackdown, more opioid lawsuits, laundry pods, still a danger, health news and commentary from around the web gathered by the MedPage staff. A federal judge ruled in favor of the FDA's effort to crack down on stem cell clinics that promote unproven treatments for serious illnesses. Former CDC director Tom Frieden, MD, pled guilty to disorderly conduct, a misdemeanor as part of a settlement of sexual harassment charges against him. Frieden, who was accused of groping the buttocks of a woman friend in 2017, will have a clean criminal record if he commits no other offenses for a year. Now, what are your thoughts on that? That happened back in 2017. The woman put in a complaint against this doctor for groping her behind and his record will be clean if he commits no other offenses for a year. Now, do you think that's fair or not? To wipe the slate clean on this doctor if he doesn't grope another behind. That's just like giving somebody a slap on the hand. Hmm. I wonder if the woman was a patient or not. That was a slap on the hand, folks. Pfizer had preliminary data suggesting that intercept embryo can prevent Alzheimer's disease, but decided not to publish it. Now, you know, I did a piece on this. Um, I think it was at the beginning of the year or maybe last year um, regarding this. Mississippi's Attorney General Jim Hood must defend the state's mental health system in court after spending years criticizing it as underfunded. Stanford professor dishes on Elizabeth Holmes to the Mercury News, offering that old men particularly were taken in by the disgrace founders charms oakland california follows denver's lead in decriminalizing mushrooms president trump stirred up controversy once again when he said britain's national health service had to be on the table as part of trade talks, although he later appeared to walk back his remarks somewhat. Mortality from from falls in Americans over 75 more than doubled from 
2002-2016, researchers have found when we return. We'll finish up the latest in healthcare news and we'll talk about what's going on with the Detroit Children's Hospital. Stay with me. You know, those of us with lupus experience hair loss, thinning hair, either from the illness or the medication we take. I have the perfect solution for you. It's called Vitalize. Yes, Vitalize can help you. They are in the business of growing healthy hair. They have a hair system that can help you, and even better, they have a new and improved edge control gel. That's right, ladies. There is no flaking. It lays down the edges and also protects it from heat. But wait one minute. Most importantly, the edge control has the award-winning hair growth ingredient retinin saw. Addition to the three-part scalp treatment system, there is a silk pillowcase for you to lay those growing locks on. Shampoo, conditioner, and multivitamin gummies. You can see reduced shedding. In two weeks, you heard me, and most See results in four. To see proof for yourself, go on over to VitalizeHair.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I-Z-E-H-A-I-R.com. And use the referral link listed in the information box on this podcast. Three more states and the District of Columbia are filing lawsuits against Purdue Pharma over the opioid crisis. A family of a baby who died in hospice three years ago at the age of seven months is still facing thousands of dollars in medical bills. Researchers posing as heroin addicts were frequently denied access to treatment, especially if they stated that they were on Medicaid. Now, see, this is one problem I have with in the medical system or the medical community, whatever you want to say. People are looking for help. They come for help and they get denied based on the insurance that they have. You turn them away based on Medicaid. Now, I know for a fact that um, state insurance takes their time paying for your services or, in my case, it was medical equipment, but I never turned a patient away because they had state insurance. I had to work the claim and stay on top of the billing for a particular piece of equipment such as um, oxygen concentrator, hospital bed, whatever it may be. But I never turned anyone away regardless of 
the insurance because patients are in need of care. And I know that the medical field at this point in time is all about money for profit. But when you're doing something like this for profit, and you're turning people away, that is a shame on you. Now, it did not state what facility that the researchers who were posing as heroin addicts went to. I can't say for sure that it was a for-profit um, facility, but that's what it sounds like, allegedly, a for-profit facility. People, it bothers me big time. It really does that people who have no other resource to go to or to use except state insurance either gets turned away or your treatment is little to none. Um, They'll do the least for you because they know that they can't, their payment, I'm not going to say they can't get paid. Hospitals can get paid if you have the right people that is doing the medical billing. If they're working those claims correctly. It goes for um, physicians in private practice also. You have to work those claims. You have to put in appeals on claims. Um, And I'm going to say this, and I know you've heard it a million of times, but when I had my own businesses, I didn't let um the people I would not hire people to do the billing for me. Hey, I did that. That that's my money. I'm going to make sure I get paid. And you know, I don't understand why doctors, yes I do understand now the statement I'm getting ready to 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 make. Doctors main concern, the ones that were my clients, was taking care of the patients. They left the the financials to the office manager far as the billing. They left that, um, how can I say it? They left that role up to the billing manager the, I'm sorry, office manager, to make sure that the billing was done properly, that they were getting their money in on time, that the rejections were being taken care of and processed and worked, and appeals were done on the claims. Now, this goes to hospitals and doctors in private practice. My listeners, and you can let the doctors know I said this, if you want your money to come in, you better check the people that's doing your billing for you. You better make sure that when those rejections come in, that your billers are not just putting it in the desk drawer and say forgetting it. Those billers should be working those claims as soon as they come in. Should be on the phone um, checking the status of claims. That is a uh, 
little piece of advice that I'm going to give to hospitals and also doctors in private practice. Never, one more other thing, never hire inexperienced billers and collections personnel. Your biller, if you really think about it, your biller responsibility also is collecting that money, not only from the insurance company, but from the patient. It's it's a way that you could get your money. You have to have that finesse to get that money. Okay, you guys, I sidetracked. I didn't mean to sidetrack, but it makes me mad to see that patients get denied services based on their insurance. I don't care what type of insurance they got. I come to you for help. I expect to get help. Bill the insurance. I expect to get help like the person with Blue Cross Blue Shield Aetna, Cigna, um, or any other private pay. I expect to get treated just as well as you would treat those with that good insurance. Now, I'm sorry, I regressed. I'm sorry. Now a judge in St. Louis is scheduled to continue hearing arguments on whether Missouri's single remaining abortion clinic can remain open while Planned Parenthood's lawsuit goes forward. Despite a voluntary standard put in place in 2015, laundry detergent pods are still a dangerous attraction for children and dementia patients, a study has found. That has been the latest in healthcare news. When we return, hey, it's all about Detroit Children's Hospital, oust Wayne State pediatricians, 25 doctors squeezed in the middle of administrative dispute. Also, I'm going to tell you about the company who owns the Detroit Medical Center. They play a part in this also. So stay with me. It'll be all about Detroit Children's Hospital. You'll want to hear this. All right, we're back and we're getting ready to discuss Detroit Children's Hospital. And that is a part of the DMC. But who owns the DMC is Tenant Healthcare Cooperation. Now, before the Detroit Medical Center turned for-profit, they were a non-profit hospital. Now I want to give you a little background on Tenant. Healthcare Cooperation, which is a multinational investor owned healthcare service company based in Dallas, Texas. Now, they have subsidiaries, which is the DMC, Detroit Medical Center, which includes Detroit Receiving Hospital, Harper Hospital, and Children's Hospital. Now, to give you um, just a little background, they have about 
I'm reading from their website, 113,000 employees, 18.5 billion dollars revenue posted in 2019. Um, Fortune 500 ranking is number 174. Health System Partners is 50. And Revenue Managed by Confer, which is 25 billion dollars. They state on their mission, vision, and value statement is to provide quality, compassionate care in the communities they serve. That's a little background on tenant Healthcare corporations. And if you remember, I did a podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. On profit versus non-profit hospitals or corporations. Refer back to that um, podcast. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, we're talking about Children's Hospital of Michigan, a group of Wayne State University pediatricians will not be able to practice at the Detroit Medical Center's Children's Hospital of Michigan, effective July the 1st. The move is the latest in a years-long rift between Wayne State University and a pediatrician's group, University Pediatricians, which split from the school in 2018 to sign on with Central Michigan University. I had to take a sip of water. Now, about 80 physicians joined university pediatricians and 25 who stayed with Wayne State University and formed Wayne Pediatrics, which will be affected by the latest ban, said W. SU Medical School Chair of Pediatrics, Herman Gray, MD. Now, University Pediatricians is a partnership with DMC, Detroit Medical Center, states they have a revocable exclusive rights to practice in the children's hospital and therefore told their members who were also our faculty at the time, if you join Wayne Pediatrics, you will not be able to practice in the hospital, Great told MedPage today. For an academic pediatrician, To not be able to practice in children's hospital is a huge sacrifice and is very difficult to swallow. The decision to sever ties with Wayne Pediatric Doctors came after the DMC, a for-profit health system owned by, guess who, Tenet Healthcare, assured Wayne State University that the Children's Hospital had an open medical staff that allowed them to practice at the hospital, said WSU School of Medicine, 
Dean. Now, the DMC is in the process of taking away the privileges of these 25 physicians who have had privileges at these hospitals for their entire careers to create a monopoly of pediatric care. WSU initially created university pediatricians as part of a practice plan that would allow academic providers to see patients at the DMC. Now, over a couple of years, the group became increasingly independent and ultimately severed the relationship with WSU in 2018. Without a place for medical students to practice, Wayne State University risked losing its accreditation and created Wayne Pediatrics. The university would not have walked away if there were any other way to try and solve this, but we just could not find a way, Gray stated. We could not make them be a part of us and decided we would just have to separate. Now, we all know I just discussed about tenant health care. And I've even written um, academic papers on tenant health care and exactly what they do and how, in my opinion, hey, when you're a for-profit facility, organization, hospital, you can mess up the whole system. It really does. You know, it is a process when you are a for-profit facility. Everything changes. They come in, tell you what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, how you're going to practice medicine on patients and what tests you need to run and when to run them to generate that money. I keep telling you guys, please, please, please open your minds, do your research and become aware of the facilities that you go to or that your doctors are based out of or that your doc or who your doctors work for because it is a game in the mix with these for profit organizations yes i said it the medical system now is all about generating that Buck and the patients are the buck. Um, and when you find doctors who believe in that Hippocratic oath that they're that they took and want to see, or how shall I say this, will commit to taking care of that patient the best way they can, and then you have a for-profit organization to come in and tell you, no, this is what you're going to do. It costs too much money to do it this way. You're going to find doctors, good doctors, leaving facilities, hospitals, and practices when things like this happens. Hello. And yes, trying to get you guys to really um, 
open your mind and and um as I said, smell the roses. Smell the roses. Your money to these facilities. It's just it's just common knowledge, people. And I I at this point. I'm for the patients. I'm for patients receiving quality care from quality doctors who are not looking at you like cha-ching. It's all about your care. I know that uh, facilities can't run on air alone, but my God, $18 billion in revenue in 2019 from Tenant Health Corporation? Come on. It's all about that money. People wake up. Okay, I regressed again. Sorry. Now, WS. You initially, I said that created um, university physicians. Um, the university would not have walked away if there were any other way to try to solve this. But we just could not find a way. Hmm. There's always a way to keep good doctors. However, University pediatrician physicians services payments continued to go through the university and the private group ended up owing the university about $25 million, Gray stated. In April, a judge dismissed a suit in which university pediatricians alleged Wayne State University took nearly $61 million in Medicaid funds. In a statement provided to the Detroit News, University Pediatrician said the claim that WSU pediatricians had been banned from the children's hospital was blatantly false and that a very small number of disgruntled pediatricians have decided to terminate their relationship with university pediatrics and forego the benefits of our long-standing relationship with DMC Children's Hospital. Now, let me tell you, it is some mess mixed up in this. It's somebody is talking out of both sides of their Face. They really are, because I know for a fact that it is a lot of mess that is going on, not only with Children's Hospital, it's mess going on with Receiving and Harper Hospital due to guess who? That's right. That's right. Guess who? It is some mess in this mix. And and just like my paper over 10 years ago on tenant health care, they do this. This is their MO when they buy um hospitals up. They buy them up and then they sell them. So come on, you guys. It's not about the patient's care. Just think about those doctors who they banned from children's hospital. Now, you have their patient's parents 
now seeking. They're probably seeking or allegedly seeking, let me put it that way, to find doctors to care for them. Come on. Come on, people. Now, Children's Hospital of Michigan has had an exclusive arrangement in place with university pediatricians for many years. Okay. Um, The DMC, Detroit Medical Center, regrets that Wayne State chose to develop a competing pediatric group, which has resulted in potential separation in pediatric community. Hey, they had no other choice, and they know that. They had no other choice because that for-profit corporation came in and got all up in that mix. Now, however, The disputes are putting underserved patients at risk in one of the country's poorest cities. Some WSU, that's Wayne State University, pediatricians treat HIV, for example, and banning them from children's hospital would prevent children with AIDS-related disorders from being admitted under their service. You see what I'm saying? Schweitzer stated that this is further evidence of tenants' prioritization of profits over patience. Hello, that's what I was trying to get you guys to see about for-profit versus non-profit hospitals. For-profits, if you don't do like they tell you to, you hit the road. You lose good physicians, good nurses, good administrators. Come on. It's all about the buck with tenant. Yes, I said it. You can go run and tell them I said it. It's all about the buck. Okay. And cited bylaws that do not tie a physician's employer to his or her medical staff privileges in a later to medical school students and staff on May 5th. If you change employer as long as you are in good standing as a physician, your privileges remain intact. To violate this norm is unprecedented, unconscionable, and far worse, it affects the health of children by separating them from their doctors. Tenant Healthcare did not respond to requests for comment. Grace stated, Providers who joined university pediatricians were were torn between continuing to see patients at the hospital or sacrificing their relationship with the university. Central Michigan University does not have the same infrastructure in place to support Many WSU physicians research, not to mention it is a hundred and fifty miles away from Detroit. Most physicians who are in a university, pediatricians wanted to stay with WSU Gray stated. 
the vast majority of doctors got squeezed in the middle of this dispute. So you see what really goes on with for-profit corporations coming in and buying up hospitals. They get all into the mix and they stir and stir. And if you don't do like they state, you're out. You know, um, I want to tell you about something I did today. You know, my spirit has just been, well, my spirit's been at unrest, you know. And so I went down in the basement to straighten out my workout area and I lit some sage to calm down my spirit, my vibe and um, I sat down and I started to meditate and after I meditated I got up, I came back up to the second level of my parents' home, and I sat down, and I had a discussion with a man yesterday, and this man um, described me to a T. And I said something to him yesterday. I said, I wonder if I'm really helping people by telling my experience and giving them information that normally they would not receive from from their physicians. I said, I sit and wonder all the time. And this gentleman said, yep, say you're helping someone by your story and that um, your podcast is hitting the charts. You know, this podcast was ranked at number 114 in Mexico. We've ranked in Iceland. Um, We're heard from the United States all around the globe, exactly. You know, um, but it bothers me at times. And I have to say, you know, I, I... You guys know I talk to God. And I asked him, God, do you think that I'm helping one person by my experience? Because if I can help one soul, I'm doing good. And getting back to the gentleman, he said, yeah. He said, you're helping, you're helping people. And um, I realized that today, my when I get unrest, my soul gets unrest. It's not at rest, it's not at peace. That's I go and meditate. I'll burn some sage and um, I'll meditate. But actually what I'm trying to say to, to all my listeners from the United States, 
to Iceland, South Africa, Australia, all around the globe. I want you to become empowered. That's why I tell my story. If you get anything out of what I've been through dealing with my chronic illness, my heart condition, I want you to know you don't have to be scared. I want you to step up, open your mouth, Question your doctors. Question why this test is needed. And if your gut, within your gut, tell you something different, I want you to go by that. Because truly, the medical field now is a business. And it's just common knowledge. The medical field is a business. I'm not saying all doctors are bad. You have some good ones out there, but it's the bad ones that make it bad for the good ones. But please, step up. This is your life. Only you can advocate for you and most importantly take time out for you you know regardless of whatever people say if you don't feel like doing nothing don't do it you know don't let anybody push you or your body to the limit. You know how much your body can withstand. I just want to educate you. I just want to help you help yourself. It's because this journey is not an easy one. No one understands what we go through at all. Not even your doctors. Hey, I lash out at my doctors all the time. I did it earlier this week on Monday. Yes, I lashed out at my cardiologist because I wanted to know exactly what is what. Just don't tell me Oh, we can go in and do this. This is my body. You know, you keep going in. And one day, I'm not going to come out. That's just hard, hard, cold facts. You know, I try to educate people on social media regarding, you know, my conditions you know, that, that's one problem in society we have. Some think it's embarrassing or it's a private thing. Heck, I have a chronic illness. I'm not the only one with all of these illnesses. Someone right now is being diagnosed with lupus, um, fibromyalgia, Sjogren's, um, congestive heart failure, um, arthritis, anything that's sitting up there and saying, oh my God, what am I up against? And that's why I do what I do, I give you information so that you can pass it on to someone else. 
hell. Oh, I didn't mean to say that, but heck, I'm giving you, um, how can I put this? I'm, I'm giving you my education that I received in college. I'm giving you all of that. And all I'm asking you for is to take it in and open your mind. That's all I want you to do. I want you to become so empowered that when they see you walk in that doctor's office, the girls at the front desk say, oh, here come Miss Jones. Uh-huh. And the doctor see you and say, okay, Miss Jones, um, here it is. I'm, I'm shooting from the hip to you. This is what we're up against. This is how we can go and treat it this way. And this is the other alternative. That's how it should be done. So please open your mind. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for My Story Living with Lupus. Next week coming up, it's all about honoring those who are on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm not talking about doctors. So get ready for honoring those who are on the front line. So I'll see you next week for another episode of My Story Living with Lupus. May you have a most blessed, peaceful, weekend.